This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC gig-powered studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Overtime. It's Friday. In your life right now, it's Friday. Uh, your host of this podcast, I'm Tim Fitzgerald. Riley Gates, Zach Carlson. Flank me like Goose and Maverick. That's my second Maverick. Wait, why is Maverick flanking you? Yeah, come on now. Maverick's not supposed to leave the wing. What? Top Gun? No, I, I'm, we are. That was he got in trouble there, because yeah. he wouldn't stay on the wing. He wouldn't. But he didn't flank him. You're on the flank of the side. Sure. You guys make this so difficult to sound smart when you question <laughs> my smartnessnesses. We're sponsored by The Fridge. They are the top gun of liquor stores in Manhattan, Kansas. Add music right here. The Fridge at the corner of Claflin and Westloop. Damn it. And Westport. I'm not even going to fight you on it anymore. In Manhattan. Tom Cruise buys all of his liquor at the fridge. Does he buy Grey Goose? Ba-dum-tsh. Oh, it's the overtime. It's been a strange week. We On Wednesday, uh, we taped the uh, pregame podcast, even though on Tuesday we died in a tornado. <laughs> we, we will continue to provide content from the other side. If this tornado warning in which we're in Tuesday evening turns into an actual tornado. Yeah. Boy, this is going to suck if they find this after they clean out the office and the wreckage. <laughs> Those guys are making fun of a tornado. Yeah, it's going to suck when we have to delete the podcast because it actually hurt people. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> I don't want that to happen. We now add a disclaimer that if anyone was injured by a tornado in Manhattan, Kansas, we sincerely feel poorly about our choices. We all love our friends and family, but what happens when you see them starting to make bad decisions? But not poorly enough to edit it out of the podcast. (laughs) Now we proceed with the Powercat podcast. From Wildcat True, a new one, welcome. Would it, would it be within NCAA regulations for Mike Gundy to wear an Oklahoma State wife beater and have a cooler of Coors Light tall boys next to him on the sideline? I put this question in because Fantastic. think about it this way. The way he looks, the mullet and everything. Now put that clothing attire on him. If you ever empty the bed of your pickup truck by driving backwards really fast and slamming on the brakes, 
You might be a redneck. Then take his attitude from the teleconference that day when the when the person asked him about the haircut from Boom Pickens. That's the most get off my lawn, I'm holding a beer type of person you could think of. And I like Mike Gundy. I love that question. If I had an award, I'd give it to you. I don't have an but award. But he doesn't. You can have Riley. I would like to disagree with that. Okay. We'll keep it. From I Like Pickles Cat, should we have any faith in Kansas basketball getting punished by the NCAA? No. Seeing as Baylor has yet to be punished for over one-third of its scholarship players raping 52-plus young women and the university suppressing reports by the victims. I mean, I could have trimmed that question down, but I just wanted to make Baylor look worse. That's a lot of rape. Even by Bill Cosby standards, that's a lot of rape. What did he say? I mean, look. Wow. My God, Baylor. Moms, you know how the kids love jello pudding. Here's the difference is one deals really with athletics, and the other is the law. The law. And that's where you got to. So, yes, <laughs> breaking the law is bad. I feel very stupid saying that out loud. It is bad to do that. But it's not like. It's not like Baylor or the NCAA can come in and be like, all right, Baylor, you get a bull ban because you raped and went. Like, yeah, maybe they should and morally, but, like, Baylor has a pretty good case, I'm sure, to just shoot it down right away and be like, all right, well, that's that's legality reasons versus NCAA reasons. Like, you can't do that to us. And right. Don't even start me on the Big 12 and Baylor. I would just say, you know what, you're uninvited to the party. You're too rapey. Go, go be in a different conference. We'll get a less rapey school than you. Say what? I think you can have faith that KU could get punished in some sort because these accusations are pretty, A, they're pretty rough, and B, we just saw them ban uh, Georgia Tech from the postseason. So they're clearly looking to make a statement. However, I wouldn't put all of the eggs in the basket and feel like, ah, oh, yes, they're going to get it. Would someone have eggs that they're saving to put into a basket in relation to NCAA penalties. That just seems odd. What's happening here? That you have eggs allocated for NCAA rules violations. Well, then you can throw them at Mark Emmert when he makes another stupid ruling. They should. I don't think they will. And Baylor's rapey. Those are my takes on this topic. <laughs> Stop saying that! From Contra Cat. Any thoughts on California passing a bill to allow players to sell their likeness? Well, that's good, California. The NCAA is a volunteer organization. If you want to be in it, you join it. And the members set the rules. If you're not going to follow the rules by the members, you will be penalized. Period. If you start paying players, if you violate NCAA rules, they're entirely within their domain to penalize you. Doesn't matter what the law is. Sure, you can do it. This isn't a matter of legalities. This is a matter of if you join the NCAA, you join and you follow their rules. If you don't like their rules, you form a coalition to change the rules. Bang! September 30th, 2019 will forever be known as the day that amateurism in college sports died. Well, if, if they get away with this. It's, I mean, it's signed. It's passed. They signed the bill. 
Well, I know it's their yeah, bill, but, but they still don't. It I doesn't know. mean the NCAA can't enforce their rules. I don't think they're. Go- I don't think the NCAA is going to. The NCAA needs to. I think enough states are going to follow. Well, it's it shouldn't be about government infliction of rules. Libertarians coming out. It should be about if you don't like the rules, as member institutions change the rules. That's what it should be about. But it's not the member institutions changing the law. It's the state saying, hey, you guys can't do this anymore. So now the schools are really in the, in the, the middle. The schools are you caught can, in the middle of this. You can either... Well, basically, you can quit if you don't want to pay students or... or the NCAA should say, we will entertain legislation at our next convention to change our rules. And if that does not pass, anyone who violates the rules will be immediately removed from the NCAA. You're up, USC and UCLA and anyone else. You're up. What are you going to do about this? At the end of the day, it's about the schools enforcing the rules. If you cheat, you turn yourself in. And if you don't turn yourself in, you get in bigger trouble. I I feel like the NCAA is going to meet them in the middle somewhere based on the comment that they gave. And they said that they will make efforts... They will make efforts to make adjustment to the NCAA name, image, and likeness rules that are both realistic in modern society and tied to higher education. Here's the there problem with that something. is the NCAA, the office in Indianapolis that should still be in Kansas City, has no ability to alter the rules. They have no power to alter the rules. Only the member institutions can alter the rules. They can interpret the rules, and within the rules that they have, is there interpretation that allows us for California schools? I don't see any way. So again, if you don't like the rules, see if you can get enough schools together to change the rules. Now, here's the bigger problem with the NCAA. I think every division should have its ability to change their own rules. If you're Division Two or Three, you shouldn't be passing rules that apply to Division One and so forth. You know, it, I think the reason things probably wouldn't pass is two and three schools wouldn't want to change these rules, and a lot of schools at the Division One level would. What this might accelerate is the end of the NCAA. Enough schools might say, you know what, we agree with California. We're Ohio State, we're Clemson, we're Alabama, we're the SEC, uh, we're the University of Kansas football, because that's a power. Um, we're going to leave the NCAA and start up our own power football organization. You can you can oversee every sport except college football, and that's going to be this, this group right here. And we'll still schedule some of your schools. We'll play those, but the power, the power football leagues will be their own thing. Could be started that. From Danny Fab One, welcome, new one. What is your favorite Danny food Fab. or beverage that is no longer being made? Oh, this was on the boards. Yeah, he put, he, that's the question that he posted on the boards. But my answer is still the same: the Tiger Woods Gatorades. Okay, I the Tiger Woods that gold one that Wags put the picture up of. If you drank that with uh, blue raspberry UV vodka, it was one of the greatest drinks of all time. I think you've said this before. Yeah, it 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 was unbelievable. I don't know what it was about those combination of flavors because I don't even know what that gold. Was. It was the worst one. Yeah, the, it was like lemon lime or yeah, like the grape something. one. It, alone, it wasn't that good, but when you added in that, oh, it was so good, so yummy. Uh, I I can't think of any product. 
that is gone now that I you can't think of one thing that is not produced anymore. No, covered wagons. I enjoyed those. It's not a what? The Edsel. <laughs> Did you eat the covered wagons, and that's why they're gone? When we were on the Oregon Trail, and we ran out of food, we ate the covered wagons. I, I don't know. I can't can't think I of can't a cookie really that's of been discontinued. Either. I can't think of a pop that's been discontinued. I'll, I'll just say this. I miss the real sugar pops. I mean, I think America got really fat when they went to the corn syrup instead of sugar. So, I miss Burger King on the west side of town. We miss a lot of things on the west side of town. I think the Burger King. And as we tape this, the west side of town is gone. I think Burger King being gone on the west side of town is better than there being a Burger King. You don't like Burger King? Burger King sucks. Oh, it's fine. It's not. It's not the best. But it's not the worst. I'm going to McDonald's before I go to Burger King. That building has sat empty for five years. I think it's something about the building. What is wrong with that building? I think that I think they're trying to sell the building. So I mean, you buy the land or the building, and they they want to, they want the building to be priced into the value of the property. And everyone's like, "No, we're tearing down the building. It sucks." So they can't sell it. it just seems like you would sell it eventually. I mean, you're still paying property taxes, in theory. And if you're not, condemn the damn property and let the city sell it. I'm trying to think of what would be good there. It's a good location. You're on the corner. Jackson's Chick-fil-A. Get a West Side Chick Fil A. He's going to run a Chick Fil A one day. Think oh, about he absolutely this. Will. Think yeah. about this. If we get a Chick Fil A on the West Side of town, I come in in the morning. I stop at West Side Chick Fil A to get my breakfast. Mm, good plan. I come in here. I do my work. I go to this Chick Fil A to get lunch. Will you then come up Anderson to go to the office, or will you then turn on to Seth Child, go all the way out to the highway? And come in that way. I've started. I've started using Anderson more as an experiment. I'm just trying to see which one would give me a better, better gas mileage. Oh, that's important to you. Ah, what did I tell you? Eighty-eight miles per hour. <laughs> the thermal displacement occurred exactly one twenty a.m. It's zero seconds. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? I just wanted to see rather than gunning it up to 70. I will take anything in that building. Anything's better than nothing. White Castle. Still better than nothing. There might be a day when I feel like, hmm, I would like bad breath and an upset stomach. Well, that was another in a long series of regrettable life choices. And boy, am I hungry. Maybe I'll get a suitcase of little burgers like Zach and Riley and not finish them because I'm wussy. We got <laughs> dude. Something's happening with my with my body today. That was me. I thought no, that was <laughs> it was Riley. both of us then. Huh? Okay. Mm. From Wildcat, 
what is the biggest stigma about Kansas people or K-State people that is true, but most of them don't realize? Ooh. You know, it's I, I try to think about this because I get the first look at the questions, so I get to think about things. The only one that could come to my mind was the fact there's kind of like a two-part thing. Number one, Kansans are overly nice. Honestly, sometimes it's a little annoying how nice we are. Because we'd rather let somebody stomp all over us and be rude than we would to call them out on it. I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Number two, Ope. <laughs> Ope, just going to, yep, Ope, sorry. I think Ope is just a national I don't think I've ever trend. said Ope. No, Ope. I don't think anybody said Ope. I do it Ope. all the time. Like, if I go into a into an establishment, someone's coming out, you know, a very human thing to have happen. People leave, people come in at the same time. I go, oh, my bad. I guess I've done that, maybe. I don't even do but it intentionally. I don't do it. I don't, oh. do, it. I don't oh. do it. Yeah. Like, I made a mistake. Oop. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. We are too nice. Sometimes a person just needs to be flipped off. Come get a taste. Rick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. Um... <laughs> What? Yeah. But that we think we don't have an accent because we do. Because I've heard my accent while editing this podcast. Because I don't say to welcome to the Powercat Podcast. Welcome to the Tuh. 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 We all do it. Tuh. Who'd I hear say do that? Joe Klatt? Someone else on national you know, Tuh. Trying to think some other stereotypes. There's some case well, statements. Not really ones, any I'm stigmas. Sure. I wouldn't call those stigmas. I don't think people think poorly of us. I mean, we're not hicks. I mean, I, the ag school thing gets overplayed, but also people wear flannel on campus with cowboy boots. All right, yeah, okay. So I'll make I'll take a dig at my ag friends. Ninety eight percent. Of the ag students I know, they would wear their jeans and their boots and their cinch jackets to class with their uh, hooey hats. And they all looked the same. Every ag student when I was in college looked the same. Listen to me, you sort of little runt. Is that bad? Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, it's almost like they thought that they had to give the ag look in order to belong in the ag classes. Maybe it's comfortable. Jeans are not more comfortable than sweats or athletic shorts. It's a fact. I hate the fact that I'm sitting in these jeans right now recording this podcast. Do you want to take them off? If it was appropriate. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> if it was appropriate to wear sweats to a press conference, I would. Athletic shorts. People think we're a bunch of ag hicks, and you know what? If we are, I'm proud of it. I don't care. I Hey, go eat your food without us. Good luck. From Queso Cat, what were your thoughts regarding the Oklahoma State paddles? He did not think that they seemed very loud or distracting at all. Their loud sound system playing music while we were in the huddle was more annoying. 
Look, there was one time that entire game that I thought, oh, crap, those paddles are loud. And it was the very beginning as they're lining up for kickoff, and they're, it was it was very in sync with like, I don't, the entire stadium. I don't think it's a distraction or – I just think it's cool. It's it is. kind of sets a tone. I mean, I said it last week. It's exactly like the cowbells. Yeah, it's pretty loud before the snap, before, you know, in the huddle or whatever. It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's still pretty loud with or without sound makers. People still yell a lot, and it's still pretty tough to hear. The paddles are loud to me. Because you're right That's there. Fair. I'm right there. I don't like walking by them while they're paddling because then they have to, like, stop. Because it's so narrow on the sidelines. They, like, you're walking by, and you're just kind of, like, ducking. They're like, we won't hit you. But then, like, you can tell that, like, they're stopping paddling as you're walking by. And they're like, yes, you can get hit by a paddle. So it's just it's a dangerous work environment. Normally, just... you enjoy being paddled. What? <sighs> Whoa. Do you have proof? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let's go to the videotape. I have no further comment on this situation. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> we need people in the above and down action. <laughs> you can see I do not like being battled. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Zach. Look at the look on my face right here in this video of me being paddled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. I can't. I don't know. Just move on. Next question is from Chris66204. If you could choose one historical event in the 20th century that you could have been present at to report on, what would it be? In, okay, one historical event. News, sports, doesn't say? Event. Does not say. Event. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah! Uh, Dewey defeats Truman. Probably the end of World War II. Man, you both are a lot more important things than I thought of. Well, I guess mine was kind of important. What's, what's yours? The OJ, the OJ trial. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, yeah. I remember driving down I-70. It was in the phase when I was working for Purple Pride. I was based out of Salina, but still covering stuff in Manhattan. Um, working for the Wichita Eagle when that happened. I think that's the right time frame because I was on I-70 when I listened to the the jury bring back their Whatever. Verdict Thank is you. what you do. Thank you. I was totally lost. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it would have been the most fascinating time of the 20th century, as far as I can see. Um, and I sort of lived through it. I just didn't realize it was the 70s, 60s, 70s counterculture, the Vietnam War stuff. Um it was an amazing time. You know, I don't like to touch on politics, but we think every moment like this is the worst time in America. That was really a dangerous time in America. Fascinating how how divided the country was. If it was sports, I'd go with the George Brett Pintar game. Yeah, because that was one of those, oh, my God, what did he just do? Oh. I, I like how you pick moments that I lived through. Disco demolition. What's that? I don't know what that is. 
You don't know? What, Demolition at, Derby? No, at but it was a double header at the Chicago White Sox. It was a promotion. It was like the end of the it was the end of the disco era or whatever. And they said, "Bring your disco albums, your records." They put them out on the field between games, and they exploded the disco. But it created such a riot that they canceled the second game. And it was one of the last times, if not the last time, that a Major League Baseball team forfeited a game. It was the worst promotion in the history of the world. This is Belbeck. Please clear the park or we'll have to call out the game and close the park. I saw people steal home plate, dig up home plate. They dug up home plate. I saw a lot of people running the bases, having simulated baseball games, which was kind of cool. They were ripping the field apart, kids jumping up and down on the tarp. I'm pretty sure that I saw two people having sex behind third base. Wow. I, I learned something new today. There we go. That's it for the Powercat Podcast. We're done. <laughs> we're not. We're but, not done. Bo, we're not done. Stop. Hey, turn it back on. Don't worry, the music hasn't started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean. That or Tencent Beer Night, another bad event. Cleveland Indians, Tencent Beers. I, I have heard about that. That was the, the woman who flashed the crowd with her shirt up. And then the guys who ran across the field, a uh, father and son team. And they dropped their drawers and mooned the crowd. A woman had come out to try to kiss Nestor Shylock, the umpire. I remember one guy jumping out of the third base stands with his clothes in his hands. I'll never forget, he tried to get over the fence, and, and he had no two black socks. And when he came down, the cop had one sock in his hand, and the other sock was on the guy's foot. Hmm. That's an interesting question. 20th century. It's so many things. I know. But, you know, my big thing is uh, if you're asking me to be around to report on it, if it's pre-indoor plumbing and or toilet paper, I'm probably out. I will probably not be time traveling back to the 19th century to report on the Civil War because I'll have to, like, smuggle Charmin with me. It can't be cheap toilet paper. It's got to be Charmin. I'm sensitive. I think that's fair. And then I'll have to explain why I have this roll of thin parchment with me to the people of the 19th century. <laughs> Let's move on. From Adam K. 63, last question of the podcast. That How, is it? Yeah. Now this is it. We didn't have very many questions. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. We just- Slow week for questions on the overtime. Adam K sixty three asks, "How was Ponca City?" <laughs> he, he had to go there, didn't he? I felt like it was. I felt like it was a good way to put a bow on everything that uh, happened over the last two weeks. There was a limited selection of hotels, unless you wanted to pay a lot of money. So I put the guys in Ponca City. It's an oil and natural gas town. Well. Um, we got to Ponca City at 2.15 in the morning. We laid down to go to bed at 3.45 in the morning. What did you do? Well, I'll be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> when breaking news happens, when there's important things to get on the website, whatever. What? We work very efficiently. When it's 2.15 in the morning... I mean, it was about, you know, 2.30 by the time when you mm-hmm. get in and get your stuff set up. But when you are, you know, 
Hey, nobody's on the site. This isn't going up till the morning, probably. I can do other things and then come back to it. This is a slumber party. <laughs> Girls, I think it's time for a dance party. Yeah! All right. What is this? What is this, hip-hop? I think even Dad can get down with this, gems. <sighs> so you had a story to write? Media Reacts. Oh, okay. So okay. I got through, like, half of it, and then I was like, eh, I'm kind of, you know, whatever. It was on my phone a little bit. And then I finished. Then I took a shower, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 3.45 in the morning. Ah, it's just getting sexy. So it's pretty late. Let's explain, though. You guys drove down on Saturday. You stopped in Ponca, checked into the hotel, drove to Stillwater, and then you worked in the press box until 1 o'clock, 1 a.m. 12.30, we got to our car at 1 a.m. Okay. because we had to walk back. That doesn't seem right. Well, the I, shuttles don't. We spent like 30 minutes in Whataburger, too. And then you went to Whataburger because it's a job requirement here. And you would I have been in been trouble there. if you hadn't. I, I had not been there. So, and then you drove back to Ponca, and you guys unfortunately had some more work to do. I didn't leave the office till one. You old sailor, you. I didn't have to drive to Ponca City. I drove to. So what I'm getting at. House. Sorry to get sidetracked there. What I was getting at was Zach and I went to bed very late. We think it would be very prudent. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? Yes. Why are you guys so sweaty? All right, we've already figured out how to do this. The beds match up perfectly. And here's the thing. It'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. You don't need permission from us to build bunk beds. You're adults. You can do what you want. So... And it's only, you know, it's a pretty short drive back, so we were good. We didn't have to get up early to hit the road or anything, short drive. So Zach and I were sleeping till like, 10? Yeah. Is that what time you set your alarm for? alarm for 10. So Zach's alarm goes off. I'm kind of laying there, half awake, half asleep, and suddenly the door opens. Hello. I don't usually do this, but I felt compelled to tell you something. You have... Absolutely breathtaking. Heine. No knock. No housekeeping. Was your was your do not disturb out? Probably not, but Doubt at it. the same time. Who, so who does that? So I agree with you. I'm thinking I hear it open. I'm thinking, did Fritch go down to the front desk and demand they give him a key to our room? Because he wasn't in our room. The housekeeping lady thought it was appropriate to just open our door without a housekeeping call, a knock. Weird. That never happens at a garden inn. I mean, we've been we've been had the door like opened on us when we were still in there, but it's always been like a knock, prefaced with yell no, housekeeping, go away. I I can't be in a room without locking the door, like deadbolting it. Yeah, I actually we. There was a crew of us from the Salina Journal that covered state track one day, and we had to get a room, and there was only one cheap room left. And so, I mean, there's like five of us piled in this room, and at four in the morning, someone tries to come in the door. They had a key, and luckily the chain caught it. Yikes. I always deadbolt the door. I do not trust humanity. Plus, you guys sleep nude. We don't. Together. We don't. That sounded really defensive. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't. My biggest complaint of Ponca City. Oh, boy. 
And it wasn't even the city, so I shouldn't blame Ponca City. It was just the way everything fell. Well, it's kind of Ponca City's fault. We didn't have a Whataburger. We always get Whataburger on the way home on Sunday. That's what we do when we go down south. Why wouldn't Ponca City have a Whataburger? That doesn't make sense to me. It's a big enough town. You would think. But... Little known fact, and I want to leave this PowerCat podcast, your overtime, with this bit of knowledge, that in the Native American tongue, Ponca means no burgers. I don't think that's accurate. I, I do. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.